Synapse, episode number two, starts right now with five hosts. Information from one neuron flows to another neuron across a synapse. synapse. Welcome to Synapse, episode number two, and we have full table today. We have five hosts with us that will be helping us to make the show and go through all the headlines and review the news. And we start from left to right. Laura, how are you? Hello, everyone. I'm fine. I'm very happy to have you here for the second episode of Synapse. And Tudor, how are you? He's new with us. How are you, Tudor? Hello, everyone. I'm nice. I'm okay. I'm enjoying you guys and ready to rumble. Okay. And, uh, of course, last week... We had him with us. And his name is Vlad. How are you, Vlad? Hello, everyone. Hello, Rafael. Hello, Laura. Hello, Tudor. Uh, I'm happy to be here. Let's get this show on the road. And we have a special guest from aboard in a far, far away place. Hello, Anna. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you. Uh, hello, everyone. Hello to the listeners. I'm glad to be here. And we're going to talk about a lot of news today. Uh, actually, the, the week was not like full of news, interesting news. But anyway, we're going to go through some of them and through some topics that I think are going to be interesting. So let's head, let's start now with the headlines. And here we go. Today, we will discuss the latest Moonspells video and song. Tavia reveals a new live release. Whispering Woods launches a new CD and a new video. Paradise Lost reveals cover art of new CD. Drummer Frederick Anderson leaves Amona Marth. Magica released acoustic version of Bittersweet Nightshade. Computer Mind releases video and crowdfunding project. And now that we are talking about crowdfunding, we will talk about crowdfunding for bands and crowdfunding, for example, for us or for other things. Will it work? Those were the headlines. Let's start with the first news. Moonspell. What about the video? Who wants to start? Let's say Tudor. Tudor. Let's start with you again. Well, personally, I like the video. It was a good one. Industrial-like. It was filmed in a depot. Had everything like what a metal video should have, like good grunts, electric guitars, metal chicks, face painting, I don't know. It was a good video, yeah. yeah. I enjoyed it. Leather, you need leather. <laughs> yeah, it was some leather, yeah, over there. And latex. <laughs> okay, uh, hotels, Vlad, what do you think about the video? Um, it doesn't really connect with the song. Uh, but it's l kind of a dark uh, freak circus. Uh huh. It has all sorts, all sorts of performers. Uh, a lot of chicks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> again, they, a lot of chicks. Mm -hmm. You must have chicks. And Anna, what do you think about the video? In fact, it seems like a combination of uh, Fifty Shades of Grey with uh, Kill Bill. Uh, I don't know if you uh, recall uh, Elle Driver from, the, from that movie. Uh, she had uh, one of her eyes covered and she was walking with a sword. And it's as if exact uh, images from that movie, uh, especially in that 
part where uh, in the bathroom when she's taking that man behind her, his jaw and she's struggling him with other girls. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I, it was a kind of kind of uh, reference to, uh, to to that movie to Kill Bill, and also I was uh-huh. uh, surprised to see the band looking like, in fact, a black metal band with their faces covered in white and black paint. Yeah, but uh, yeah. The, the black paint over the eyes really reminds me, uh, with Temptation, uh, the, the way they were making the makeup uh, in the eye, over the eyes in Mother Earth during the tour live. Uh, they were going to the stage like that. It really reminded me a lot. Uh, of course, it was a little different, the painting, but, you know was blue or white? Blue or? was white, yes. Uh, it was, I think it was uh, white and blue, and it reminds me of Celtic traditions, uh, because, uh-huh. in fact, uh, the, the name, uh, the Pict, the, the Celtic uh, tribe, uh, took their name from the, the Latin, the, uh, the, the Romans gave this name because of they had their bodies painted with blue, uh, blue paint, so it, it's a kind of reference, I think. Yeah, actually, that that's exactly a good reference, and the, the name of the album actually made sense in that moment. I mean, Mother Earth, talking about uh, these traditions, yeah. But we're a little out of topic now. We're talking about Within Temptation and the makeup. Yeah. Soon we will talk about Braveheart. Oh, no. Or, or, or Marilyn Manson, he had the same style of makeup once. Or... Uh, Anyway, no, never mind. Let's <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but the song. What about the song? I personally like the song a lot. Good song. Yeah. It's a, yes. Very hard. I think they're coming back to hard sound somehow. Yes, and, and that's actually something that I liked about it. It's more hard, hard to sound. Like uh, in the past, I know. For example, I'm a big fan of a religious CD. Mm-hmm. That's right. That type of sound I like, and I like this sound now also in in this new new track of Monster. And if, if we are talking about municipal videos, uh, they have a history of very good videos, like the beginning with Opium and also Everything Invaded and um, Scorpion Flower. Uh-huh. Uh, perhaps, uh, well, the only one that I didn't like was I See You In My Dreams, but it was a kind of gruesome and uh, it was because uh, it, com- it came from horror movies, so perhaps that's why. Yeah. Uh, yes, I think municipal, ha- they, they have some kind of clear vision of uh, how the music should be visualized and whether we like it or not I, I think that these guys are they simply know what they are doing yeah totally I agree so now that we talk about Moonspell we talk about the video and the song we like the song let's listen to the song Moonspell with the song Extinct in Dark Mind Radio and we'll be right back for more Synapse Synapse And that was Moonspell with uh, Extinct in Darkman Radio. And let's continue now with Talia. Anna, you have the news about Talia, the headlines. What were the headlines? Remind us. Yes, in fact, it's very strange that uh, both Nightwish and Talia are releasing uh, their new albums right now. Uh, well, Nightwish has just released, uh, in, it will be releasing uh, the new album uh, on Friday, um, during the weekend, next weekend. And Talia has just uh, announced her live album. Uh, I don't know if it's coincidence or not, coincidence or not, but uh, it's interesting. And uh, well, this year marks the 10th anniversary of Talia leaving Nightwish. So I think that uh, this, uh, they are both in different um, parts of their careers right now. They are doing yes. some, 
different kind of different things right now. And I don't know what you think because, uh, well, Tanya has been touring a lot during the last years. And uh, she has been doing a different kind, different style of, of uh, live shows. Uh, she has recorded, uh, she has uh, performed with uh, Mike Tarana uh, in this project called Beauty and the Beat. Uh, but she has also given mm -hmm. uh, some, some of uh, Christmas concerts. It's kind of tradition that she gives uh, Christmas concerts in uh, on December. Yeah, uh, actually she was doing them even while she was still in Nightwish. She started yeah, when she was still yes. in Nightwish. Yes, so she she performs different kinds of shows, and I think it's it's a pity that she she didn't record that, that many of them because if you see Nightwish releases, they have a live album after each tour. Yes. So I think it's it's good that she's finally releasing a live album, and it will be available in different uh, different forms. As yes, far as uh, but like uh, you mentioned, and actually we were talking about that in the during the Song of Moon spell. Uh, of the year that it's such a coincidence that every time Nightwish releases a CD Tarja releases something and especially now it's like uh, she doesn't really want them to get rid of her shadow I, I don't know if it's true or not maybe it's just way too much coincidence and we live in a world that uh, sometimes these kind of coincidences are not so uh, random but, <laughs> yes but I think for many many people um, you cannot separate Tarja from Nightwish Well, that is also a problem because, uh, I mean, Talia has done a good job as a, as a single singer, but it's not the same More or less. <laughs> than Talia with Nightwish. Of course not. But Nightwish has still been big, even yes. without Talia. Definitely. And another thing that is uh, striking immediately is the fact that she's releasing a double CD, double LP, DVD, Blu-ray, and download. And what's missing there? Uh, a cassette. A cassette and an 8-track, probably. Yeah. What is too much is too much. And everything of a concert that w uh, took place four years ago and was found filmed. Yeah, th that makes me question how is the quality of the fan film. Because usually people film in concerts, fans, with phones. Unless somebody entered and with a professional camera, then it's not so <laughs> fan film. And it was allowed for somebody to film, no? I think uh, Tarja's uh, tours were uh, fan-friendly when it comes to camera. She has uh, released that statement. I remember that I was reading it on her page. So, uh, I, I, in fact, I saw a lot of, uh, of fan videos on YouTube uh, with her performing. So Yeah, but the, how were those videos? Maybe the quality of the video was okay, but how was the audio? Usually it depends on the people uh, recording so and their, their, their tools, you know. So I, I have to say, I don't remember right now because it was a kind of... Kind of yeah. So, well, that made me think that maybe if they are taking a fan-based uh, video, maybe they have some uh, recordings made by them, the audio, and maybe they will just match the audio with the video. Sounds a little bit low budget. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see. I don't know <laughs> because you will still need budget for that, so I don't know how low exactly that means. But uh, I, I also noticed that, of course, has still some Nightwish songs in, yeah, uh, like Stargazers, and you have uh, Wishmaster, for example, also there. It's the clear, siren also. It's clear for everyone that uh, Taria still hangs on to some of Nightwish mem uh, Nightwish's memories. 
and um, fan base maybe too. Yeah, and the fan base. Okay, fan question base. for everybody. Do you think Tarja should stop singing Nightwish songs, Laura? No, I think not. I think it's okay for her to sing, especially since um, she spent a lot of time with Nightwish. She released so many albums. Um, why not? Okay, Tudor. I think that she should concentrate more on promoting her own uh, songs, maybe. But she's doing that in a, in okay, a show well. with 15 songs. She only plays one from Nightwish. Okay, I think it's okay. What was Tudor's chance? Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else, Tudor? Mm, no, no. Okay, I, Vlad. I think she should stop. As as much as I love Nightwish with Taria as on the vocals, I think she should stop. I think she should stop uh, singing Nightwish uh, songs. Uh, main reasons are uh, she didn't have any part in composing. Everybody knows that Thomas is uh, the mastermind and he does all the composing. Uh, I don't know if she has any copyrights on these songs. If she... No, that just was an arrangement, but... Yeah. Yes. Okay, so what else? Uh, I think she should, as Tudor said, she should concentrate on her own things and maybe move on after uh -huh. the bad breakup. It's been like 10 after years. After 10 Come years, on. yeah. Okay. Anna, what do you think? Well, I agree with Laura here because, uh, well, for me, Nightwish songs are just the ones that Tavia was singing. So it's natural for me that her voice is the voice of Nightwish. But, okay, I know it's just my opinion and I know that not every Nightwish fan has to agree with me. But I'm, I'm quite, here I'm quite, uh, quite uh, certain that she should be saying, only she should be singing the songs, but Well, of course, we know what this situation like, and I think that going for her concert and listening to Nightwish songs would really make me happy. Um, there's another thing that uh, people forget. When it comes to live shows, many bands perform covers of other bands, and yes. I think it's okay that she performs a song from Nightwish, especially since she was the one originally singing it. I, I don't see a problem with that. Considering that even Nightwish plays uh, covers of other bands. Yes, they do. Uh, and and my opinion life. is... She doesn't uh, release another CD only with Nightwish covers. My opinion is that it passed already enough years for her to have her own material. Yes, but she does. And I, I, I think that the more she can separate herself from Nightwish, probably the better. Because uh, then she, w she will always be under the shadow. And I think she could do... Very good by herself, without needing Nightwish. Who knows? <laughs> I don't know. I think she has, she demonstrated with Nightwish that she can do it. Yes, right. She, Being uh, the yes. lead singer of Nightwish, we know that the songs were made with her voice. Everybody, they actually is like a signature of Nightwish. But the thing is, now that she's alone, uh, and now that passed more time, because maybe at the beginning with one album and having a live concert, okay, maybe she. Uh, was too close still to the exit of Nightwish. Maybe she needed some extra songs and make the covers. But I don't know if now uh, is still good for her playing Nightwish songs, even if uh, she was the girl that sing them. Maybe she could even find other covers of other bands instead of Nightwish. Well, I, I'm quite radical here, but I think that the best solution would be if 
uh, Nightwish and Tavia just reconciliated and she came back to Nightwish. Well, so, that, that, that would be, that would be nice. I think everybody agrees on that. Oh, <laughs> There's no disagreement no. there. That's, that's a sweet thought. <laughs> I, I think that, that way is because uh, I think that Nightwish simply lost, her, lost, lost its spirit after she has gone and some Again, this is my opinion only, not every Nightwish when fan had to agree with me, but I think that Nightwish has moved from into craft more like. Especially we were, uh, you were talking about that last, uh, last week, uh, that uh, this, these new songs are very Nightwish-like one, one, and yet there's nothing new in them. So. Yeah. Okay, now I would like to invite uh, the listeners. What's their opinion? Why don't you go and comment in the, in the podcast page or if you are live right now listening to us in uh, on the stream go to the chat write in there your opinion tell us what you think or go and send us some voicemail or send us a tweet or in facebook go there let us what, what do you think about Tarja Nightwish should she still sing or not Nightwish songs okay we wait for your feedback as well and let's move on with a song, no? Let's listen. In fact, like, why don't we listen to Taria? Let's listen to a song of Taria. Uh, Anna, would you like to present the song? Uh, this song is called Medusa. Medusa. We'll be right back. Sign up. Sign up. And we're back after listening to Taria and the song Medusa. And we start now with Whispering Woods. And Vlad is going to tell us more about that. Well, uh, Whispering Woods is a Romanian symphonic gothic metal. Uh, it's not new on the scene. They have some albums under their belt. Yeah, they have quite some time, actually. Um, they are releasing a new CD. Actually, it's not really that new. They're releasing a physical copy of it. Well, actually, the digital was released on February 26th, but it's actually a new release and presentation, live presentation of the CD. Yeah, indeed. And they're going to kickstart their tour. Um, they're gonna uh, start their tour in Cluj-Napoca. Yes, here in we Romania. Be, we will be there because the band is from here. The band yeah. is from Cluj, so they kickstart the tour here, and they go through uh, first Romania, 28 on 4 of April, also Romania, 16 of April, Poland, 17 of April, uh, Slovakia, 18 of April, Hungary, Slovakia again, and 20 of April, Poland, and then they will do something more. But this is the short. Uh, Uh, tour that they will start right now, presenting the uh, the new CD. Um, the CD is called Perditus et Dea, which means uh, Lost and Goddess in Latin. Uh, they've launched a new video for the song Demon Blood. Demon Blood, yeah. Uh, I don't know where it's filmed exactly, but it's like a kind of eerie house, eerie uh, mansion. Doesn't uh, it look a little bit like the Bonsida? Castle or something like that? No. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I haven't found any um, similarities between that yeah. mansion and the Bonsida Castle. Mm -hmm. uh, the video starts with um, a girl walking into the mansion. Yes. And right after she enters, as uh -huh. she passes a hallway, there's like a shadow. Uh, there's a shadow of some sort of vampire which... Um, Brings me to the old Dracula movie uh -huh. with um, what was his name? Bela Lugosi. Bela Lugosi. That's like a, that's a 
that's the one. Uh, the shadow resembles uh, his style of vampire, you know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, and if, whenever you talk about Vela Lugosi, you can always remember the uh, the song of Vela Lugosi's dead. No? Yeah. I like the fact that it's black and white. Black and white, yeah? Yeah. yeah. Um, it's like a, a classic goth metal. Yeah, it's on the theme. Classic yeah. goth metal video, you know? Uh, as I said, uh, for, for a moment I, I think of uh, Sisters of Mercy, I don't know why. When I start to watch that, you know, and Bela Lugosi and so on. Yeah. Uh, Whispering Woods uh, will Im- actually invite us to attend to the to the lunch. So Dark Man Ready is going to be there. We're going to have an interview with them. Uh, some reactions after the concert. Hopefully not in the street. <laughs> like last time it happened with Negura Bunjit. Although it was also very cool. And thank you to Negru once again for the interview. Uh, and hopefully we'll have also some extra goodies that we will give away in a contest in the next episode of the podcast. Let's hope it goes. And let's listen to a song of Whispering Woods. Okay, so let's uh, listen to Whispering Woods, The Curse of Nightingale. Yes. Sign up. And we're back and we're going to talk now about, about Paradise Lost and the new cover art, uh, Laura. Yes, a Paradise Lost uh, will be releasing a new album in June. And uh, this week they have released the cover art. Um, very beautiful. You have to go and see it. Um, either on the website of uh, Paradise Lost or a new site. Um, Anna will help us with the name of the of the author. Uh, the, the, the artist is called. Uh, his name is Zbigniew and Bielak. Okay, very good. <laughs> um, very interesting. It's black and white. Very very busy, but I find it very beautiful. This uh, this cover um, really got my attention, and since I saw it, I've been um, checking details on it and uh, I keep on discovering things and I have to check it twice to be sure that uh, it's what I um, um, it's what I I think it is because with this uh, you can't be very very sure (laughs) in fact I think it goes so well the name of the album with the cover yes the name is The Plague Within exactly The Plague Within It, it goes like perfect and every time you see within the drawing you find new things i, I don't know why yes. but i i just saw a cat and everybody yes. was telling me there's no cat and uh, i, was like, I yes. see a cat we were talking about a discover um right before this and everybody sees different things which is even more interesting about this uh discover art well yeah. uh, the cover art uh, contains a two-faced uh, head and um, on the base of it, the base of it actually, the base of it actually reminds me of the Tower of Babel, which um, which also goes uh, well with the title, uh, the Plague Within, because we all know the story. The Tower of Babel crumbled from within because yes. of the twisting of the tongues. Yes. Yeah. Tudor, what do you think about the cover? Uh, has a lot of details. It reminds me like 
when you're going to have a visit at a psychologist and they show you a picture and they ask you, what do you see in it? <laughs> interpret. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then they interpret what you see in it. So I'm watching it and I see a lot of details, a lot of things over there, like crosses, I don't know, bodies, of course, a skull and... Yeah, it 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 shows that it um, it has been a great deal to do this thing. I mean, the the artist put in a lot of work in hours, you know, and it shows. Honestly, Rafael, uh, if you see a kitty in this picture, I think you have some issues. <laughs> uh, maybe I don't know. Anna, what do you think about the picture? Well, maybe I'm a history freak, but for me the first association is uh, medieval times. Perhaps it's also because of the title, because it's the plague. Plague, of course, was the Black Death in the middle of 14th century. And this Black Death really destroyed the... It killed probably half of uh, Europe, European uh, uh, popula population at that time. Yes, so, indeed. Yes, and this somehow reminds me of this theme called Dance Macabre. You know, dancing with death. Yeah, and indeed, indeed. In fact, there's a song very nice about that. Yes, yes. So I think that uh, this artist is uh, somehow uh, making a com com some kind of reference to this uh, this uh, historical event, uh, and uh, it's a nice association with the title of the uh, of um, the. Of yes, and um, uh, the artist also gives us some detail. Um, he says, a portrait of hopeless decrepitude of mental illness, which is what the plague within deals with thematically, where the tormented Sisyphus struggles to push his burden back up the slippery walls of a long frozen illusion. Very mm. nice. And deep. Yep. Yes. Nice. Actually nice. So, now, the cover is great, I think. The title of the CD is great. What should we expect about the music? I think uh, it's going to be do, a very good album. Do you think they will go back a little more to the roots, more dark music? Yes, more, I, think it's going to I be hope dark. so. Dark, really style. Yeah. Yes, I think so. I have I'm high sure expectations. Okay, uh, Anna, what's your favorite song of Paradise Lost, for example? Uh, how about Forever Failure? Okay, yep. and you, Vlad, do you have any favorite favorite song? I have no favorite songs of Paradise. No? Okay, Tudor? I'm in the same situation, but I enjoy listening to them. Uh -huh. I, I, just want to, I just want to add that I'm glad that Paradise Lost is back, because it's one of those, those um, bands that really started this whole heavy metal They're movement. pioneers. Yes, they're pioneers, and they somehow uh, remained in the same, in almost the same, uh, the same lineup, and they re uh, they uh, somehow overcame all these obstacles, you know, that uh, uh, other bands couldn't do. And yeah, although their music also started to change uh, a little bit, but and it's exactly the same dark, you know, mood song, very mm -hmm. dense, and I like also very much uh, the songs from. Uh, One second. One second album, yeah. Say just words to me and... Yes, although it's not very uh, very critically acclaimed album. But no. It's good. And I, I'm really happy that uh, Paradise Lost is back because uh, I know that, uh, well, uh, a couple of years ago, I mean, I mean, but... I mean, probably two years ago or one year one year ago, uh, Nick Holmes uh, took uh, another took up another uh, another uh, activity because yes, he became a, a, a re some kind of replacement singer for Bloodbath. Mm -hmm. So uh -huh. 
if it affects uh, his maternal band, his original band somehow, but it looks like it didn't, and I'm glad. That's great, yes. So, Anna, present the song for uh, that we are going to listen from Paradise Lost. The next song is Color of Failure by one and only Paradise Lost. There we go. Sign up. Sign up. And we continue with the show. And Tudor, next, next uh, news. Yeah, well, uh, after 17 years, the drummer Frederick Anderson uh, decided to leave Amona Marth. Uh, this came something like a shock uh, because he didn't give any reasons why he's leaving the band. It, uh, he told that it's a personal uh, thing. So Amon Amarth uh, released um, on Facebook a message in which they say, quote, Amon Amarth and drummer Frederick Anderson have decided to part ways after 17 years. Frederick has been an important part of Amon Amarth, developing since he joined the band in 1998. And we wish him all the best and um, uh, for the future. We currently are in process of writing the new album, but at the moment they have no drummer, which is very, very important. And it's kind of a um, uh, surprise like for us, for the fans, what drummer they will have for the new album. Yes, uh, but I think they will be able to find somebody else. Yeah, well, there is on the internet, like, what um, fans made a top of what drummers w uh -huh. they would like to see over there, but uh, almost all of them are, like, impossible for uh, being in a Monomarth because they are already another uh, very, very... Known, Successful uh, bands. Yeah, exactly. But a drummer is very important in the band. I mean, he drops the beats and everything, so... Yeah. They, they All the band moves around the drummer, actually. Yeah. Exactly, so they should find someone really, really good. Okay, and then we have Magica. Anna? Yes, Magica released an acoustic version of uh, Bittersweet Nightshade, and, uh, of course, Bittersweet Nightshade is a kind of classical Magica song uh, from their second album, The Lightseeker. And they have released uh, the acoustic version on their uh, f Facebook page. So if you would like to listen to it, uh, just go there and check it. Uh, I think it's a very good version. In fact, this song uh, sounds like a totally new in this acoustic performance. I think it somehow reminds me of uh, Blackmore's Night. Perhaps it's because of uh -huh. the sound. And it's very good, I think. You should go and check yourself because we will not play it right now. And, uh, well, for all the Magica fans, I highly recommend it, because it's great. Okay, and then we move on to our last news, which is the Computer Mind. Laura. Computer Mind is a very interesting project. Um, it was created by uh, the writer and ba uh, bassist Mike van den Heuvel, that brings you a progressive rock metal opera with a message. They talk about the struggles a person that has um, Asperger has to deal with, and uh, they are trying to change the public opinion um, about this um, this problem and about autism in general. Yes, uh, this is a, uh, and they released also a video now. Yes, uh, they just released a video. It's called uh, "Divorce." Uh, divorce. Uh, divorce. <laughs> And um, the singers are Marcela Bovio and uh, Damian Wilson. Very well-known guys. Yes. Uh, from other big bands. Uh, yes. th this is um, 
uh, yeah, from Stream of Passion. And from uh, th uh, Threshold and yeah. Star One. Uh, did you see the video? Yeah, I saw the video. What do you think about the project? To be um, honest... I, uh, I've read about the project. It's a great way to uh, raise awareness on the Asperger syndrome. But in my opinion, and you don't have to share this, uh, uh, I think the song The Divorce is too personal. Okay, if you talk about the, the problems with the Asperger syndrome and the troubles that uh, uh, the patient has to, or the, the one affected by it, has to uh, get through and the things he has to uh, to endure uh, it's fine by me but when you when you start talking about your family and go more into uh -huh. more into detail in, in in very deep detail it it kind of crosses a line for me i'm, I'm sorry well i but in that sense i disagree because that the uh, divorce It's a result of actually these kind of problems. Yeah, this is exactly. some, you know, it's very hard when a family suddenly receives the news that your son has a disease like this or any other disease, actually. It actually is very tough. And sometimes it comes the hard part, which is to accept it. Uh, plus, this is a very emotional subject. And I think you cannot reach uh, people unless you have a deep story And um, you have to put this kind of details to make it believable and to reach people. Yeah, to connect. To connect. Uh, actually, exactly. let me tell you that the song, to me, it really connected. Yes. I, I really felt also. like crying. I, I felt very yes. emotional when I <laughs> me too. Uh, saw the song. And when I started to read all about the project, it, it, it really, you know, yes, connected and, on me. Uh, it's not only the, the story and the lyrics, but it's also the way uh, Marcela and Damian are singing In yeah, fact, all across so, the album, so uh, we could see so. in the trailer, the interpretations are so really, I don't know, done so good. Yes. From my point of view. What do you think, Anna? Well, I agree with you because I saw the video and it was very moving. It was very emotional, very direct. And I think uh, what Vlad said, the thing is that we in, in our culture, we don't really have that ability to speak uh, about our feelings, uh, especially in such distressing moments like divorce, because it's a terrible uh, tragedy for each person involved. And the problem is that because we cannot speak about it, we cannot find words, uh, we are left alone with the suffering. Exactly. And that, and that thing uh, 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 increases as the time passes until right. it explodes. That's right. And I think that, uh, in fact, this is what uh, really attracted me to heavy music, to heavy metal music, dark music, uh, because it somehow touches our deeper emotions. You know, it's not that kind of uh, music that is uh, mainstream, like, you know, it's not kind, kind of music that, uh, you know, the, the man is uh, driving his, uh, his brand new car and, well, also look at my brand new car, look at my sexy girlfriend, look at my expensive champagne. Not mm -hmm. kind of this, this kind of, it's something that really touches you deep and helps you to deal with your emotions. So I think that that's uh, really good uh, combination of very uh, high high emotion very very strong emotion very uh, emotional uh, event and uh, a music because if the music was different that wouldn't be so touching 
And of course, if you go to their website, uh, you can read that actually the, this story is to be able to express all the problems and all the things that the composer actually went through. Yeah. And at the same time, they have a campaign, an Indiegogo campaign, that you can join and support for the release of the CD. And this is, uh, I think, one of the materials that are worth to invest and cooperate with them. Um, the CD is done already. The album is done already, but they need a proper release. They yes, need of course. to make it big. Uh, if you donate uh, to their cause, they already, they already uh, raised like $4,000. Uh, if you donate, you get uh, some perks. You either yeah. uh, get uh, t-shirts or posters or uh, written lyrics. You can even get a haiku poem made by them and film and so on. I, I yeah. want that, actually. I've been saying since two days ago, I want a haiku made by them. Yes, but the best is the fact that um, they will have a barbecue. Oh, there's a one that you can get you. a barbecue for <laughs> 500 uh, euros or something like that, 600 euros. They will invite you and three guys to go to their place and have a personal barbecue with them and a concert, acoustic concert with them. Oh. How amazing is that? Doesn't that awesome, sound no? sweet? Yeah. Awesome, uh, awesome uh, rewards, perks for uh, supporting the campaign. You can also get only, if you want, the digital download of the album. But uh, I think it's really worth to support this cause and this band so and the release of this CD. Are we chipping in for the barbecue? Well, uh, <laughs> first you have to also think about traveling all the way there. Yes, to the Netherlands. To the Netherlands, and then we'll see. <laughs> But yes. no, I, I really think that I, I want to have a haiku. Oh, perhaps, perhaps you should invite them to Cluj. Or we can invite them to Cluj. Why we not? Yeah, that's have, uh, yeah. nice. Two barbecues. We can invite them to have a one weekend barbecue. Oh, yeah. From Friday to Sunday, <laughs> non-stop. And, and, non and promote their cause over here. Yeah. I'm sure um, we have patients with uh, Asperger's syndrome as well. And well, during, in, in the video, uh, Ma uh, Marcela Bovio is the mom, has the role of the mom. And... Uh, Oh, oh. <clears throat> on the on that on what I want to say is that uh, me personally I admire their courage with um, going this and talking about this problem in public like raising awareness that uh, there are people who need help and uh, uh, yeah uh, especially for example I I can tell you an example right now I, I know somebody here in Romania that his family uh, have a, a child with uh, autism. And it's hard for them to even talk in public or even mention that uh, yeah. uh, the, her, his daughter has uh, autism. And he has to have two jobs to be able to pay for all the, uh, the, therapy. the therapy and everything. And, you know... It's good to have these kind of releases and projects because it becomes less hard for the people to talk about it. And maybe we'll reach a point in where they will not feel not even ashamed or 
no, I think there's nothing to be ashamed of. Not ashamed. Especially you know, the thing is that society yes, sometimes is... People uh, will be open-minded yeah. about this. Yeah, they don't understand, maybe. It's hard for like, some people to get it, yes. Of course. It's just like C.S. Lewis said, uh, that friendship... Uh, C.S. Lewis is the, the author of uh, the Chronicles of Narnia. And uh-huh. he's that famous quote, uh, the friendship begins when you say... Oh, you too? I thought I was the only one. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Very good one. I, I think this will help a lot of people discover that they're not really alone. And actually, you rarely are alone in something. Well, that, that's the point, because when, you, when we don't hear uh, the, the information about that, when we don't uh, hear people talking about that, we think that we are all alone in this problem, and this is not the truth. Yes. And now that we're talking about uh, their crowdfunding project, which you should go and check. We will have links. If you check uh, right now, uh, if you're listening to the podcast, if not, you're listening live, check later on when the post- podcast is released, because in the podcast, in the show notes, we're going to have the links for you to go and check the website of uh, Computer Mind, and we will have a bigger link so you can go and check and support the Indiegogo campaign. And we will even put there a banner of the Indiegogo campaign, you can click on it, cooperate, even if it's just uh, the minimum amount. It will always help. And uh, to finish uh, uh, with uh, Computer Mind, let's, let's go and listen actually to the song, uh, Divorce, no? Computer yeah. Mind in Dark Mind Radio. And we will come back to talk fast more about crowdfunding. Sign up. Sign up. And in the final part of uh, our podcast, let's uh, talk a little more about crowdfunding because crowdfunding uh, became lately like, a, I don't even call it a fashion, more like the latest tool used by artists to be able to produce and release CDs. But not only that, of course, all kind of projects uh, have been released through crowdfunding. What do you think? It's a very good source for getting the money necessary to release something because you cannot count always on getting a contract with um, a record company or that a record company will want to support you. The base of um, the base should be the fans. And if they want to support the project you're working or whatever you want to release, that's where you should go. And I think um, that's a very, very good idea. Anna? Well, I agree with Laura here because uh, it, uh, well, it makes the band independent of the record label somehow, but it all depends on how many fans the band has and how devoted they are. If they want to support the band. So if, uh-huh. uh, if they have a lot of, uh, of devoted fans, then that can be uh, successful, but if the band is unknown and doesn't have a huge uh, fan base, so that 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 can be that can uh, be doubtful. In fact, I was uh, thinking about uh, Magica because they wanted to uh, release these uh, acoustic versions of their early recordings, and uh-huh. they didn't manage to do it. Although it's they were trying, and it's always worth trying, but sometimes it just doesn't work out. Yeah, you know, you know what's the thing. People need to be aware of, also, there are two ways of doing crowdfunding. One is, uh, it's called flexible goals, and one is the normal strict goals. 
So if you said, for example, I want to get, uh, I don't know, just just to say a number, $1,000 to do something, to release this uh, track. Well, if you are unflexible, you're going to get at the end the amount of money that you uh, raised and you pay a certain commission, which is bigger, to the crowdfunding uh, platform. Uh, for example, Indiegogo. If you're in the normal strict way of crowdfunding, then it's all or nothing. If you don't get the $1,000, for example, then the money goes back to the people that donated and you don't receive anything. But if you make the $1,000 or more, then the uh, the crowdfunding gets their commission and then, then deliver to you. So, for example, if Magica was doing crowdfunding under the strict uh, normal way that this is our goal and we want to set it all. Of course, they didn't get enough money and then, boom, they get nothing. Well, yes, but um, there are also bands that manage to, to get their albums out like this. Oh, of course, and we know one, yes. actually, uh, friends of ours, Hela Rice from yes. Brazil. They Lea also, the Canadian singer. Exactly. Uh, all of them, they did a crowdfunding uh, uh, campaign. Uh, yes, and they were successful. And for example, uh, Leah, in which uh, in which one was? I don't remember if it was yeah. Kickstarter or Indiegogo. Mm. was one of those big ones, right? Indiegogo, I think. Uh, but for example, uh, Hela Rice did it in a, a Brazilian version of uh, those companies. And they managed to raise still the money, mostly from Brazilian fans. It's all about how you move your public, your audience, and they respond to you. Uh, I think it's okay, but there's another side of the story that I was uh, saying while uh, we were listening to the song. Uh, the moment a band releases a CD or an album through crowdfunding... Uh, and not through a record label. Okay, it's a very good step, but it cannot be compared to making a release through a record label where you will be keeping always maybe copies outside or some uh, royalties still being paid to you and so on. Yeah. I think that in the end, uh, maybe crowdfunding is better suited for uh, new bands than for established bands. I don't know, what do you think? Well, uh, I'm not sure. Um, I don't know. I think it's a lot more straightforward. But as you said, there will not be royalties after. I don't know. Probably we should talk with uh, someone that went through this so they can give us um, their opinion and to talk about the whole process. From yeah. outside, it's a lot more difficult, especially since it's such a new way of um, of releasing something in the yeah. music industry. I mean, it has been at the same time abused. For example, there was this, uh, well, that was something bad, but there was a guy wanting to make a, a salad. A potato salad, A yes. potato salad. <laughs> and he got, uh, how much, like $1 million? Uh, no, I think he got uh, less. Uh, he was asking for $20, $20 I think, dollars and, and he got over 100000 And there was these guys making a, a game of cards about cats or something like that. He, they were asking for $100,000 to release it. And they got uh, one million, two million dollars. Well, these, these are like troll posts, you know. 
considering how much money you win, well, <laughs> then convert me in a troll because I don't mind <laughs> having yeah, two million dollars. Too. I wanted to say that. Would, would you mind to have two million dollars? Well, let's see. I would. I'll take even half. <laughs> then you will be a troll now. <laughs> I would make. 10,000 potato salads. <laughs> I would make well, one big one. Yeah. The, the thing is here, convincing the people to donate to your cause. Yes. Yep. And that is the hard part, actually. Right. And you need a lot of work. It's not about just making your campaign and leaving it there. If you don't promote it and you, you don't go to the right channels and say the correct things, it's hard to convince somebody to help you. I, I'm <laughs> going to tell you an example fast. Dark Mind Radio has a donate button of PayPal in the right side. But we never really mention it. So we are not going to get uh, actually any donations there, right? Did you check it? Of course. But you get an email <laughs> alert every time somebody donates for you. So, Like you said, it's all about how you tell your story and how you, you ask for help. Uh -huh. uh, you won't get any help if you just... Uh, leave it there. Leave it there. Uh, if you extend your hand and ask for people to give you money like you're a beggar on the streets. Uh -huh. You have to tell a story, you have to you have to tell you have to say the proper words uh for it to work and you have to have uh, a large crowd. But there's also um the wow factor here because if you don't have that you might get no money because there's one thing for someone to ask money for uh, a game, something really um, That has to do with entertainment or for a potato salad, which is very <laughs> strange. And it's a different thing to ask money for a scholarship or something else. People are less willing to donate for these kind of things, although they are a lot more serious. Yeah, it's about extreme, yes. I think, over here. Uh, getting the attention. I think it's, uh, it's something uh, there's, uh, I can tell you from my own experience as someone who a couple of causes uh, it's something um, different because you you are feeling uh, uh, somehow uh, associated with that project personally and it's uh, if i uh, if i, I, if, I uh, had, uh, if i had the possibility to uh, contribute to release uh, to a record label to, to an, an album uh, who would, uh, which would be crowdfunding Yes, that's another feeling than uh, as if uh, I got to the shop and just bought it. You know, that's, yeah. that's something different. So you are personally uh, associated, with, uh, attached to that, that product. Yeah, I, I think that one of the biggest rewards for a, a fan or somebody that helps uh, donate is the fact that you feel attached and that yeah. thanks to you, that was released and exists. That's right. And yeah, it's that's like you did something for that. You know, I think it's something that you cannot neglect. Um, how uh, do you think that this would apply, for example, also to podcasts, to new media? I hope so. I seriously hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I think that maybe it is already happening. Maybe not yes. over here, but no. worldwide for sure. I, actually, uh, that's one, one thing that I wanted to say. Uh, in Europe, uh, crowdfunding for podcasting and this kind of new media... It's a little more, I believe, uh, harder and because people is not used to it. Yeah. Uh, I think that culture of podcasting is now more used in, in the U.S. It's a huge thing. And what hopefully in Europe we will start to get more on the, on the train as well. 
we are always a few years behind. Yeah, yeah so well, it depends on what you're talking about. I mean. <laughs> But I think that uh, right now we have this uh, kind of shift when it comes to media, because uh, especially when young people are turning their backs from regular TV, regular mainstream TV, mainstream yeah. media and radios, and they are turning to these independent stations. So I think that they would like to uh, support them as much as they can. And I think this is uh, there's a huge hope for this uh, for this uh, in independent media to grow uh, in the future. It's not, it's not yet the situation, no. the situation is not uh, clear yet, but I think it will be heading towards this, this direction in the future. Uh, and you know why? Because traditional media, like normal radio stations and TV, they lack something very important that independent ones are trying to do. Content. Quality content. That's right, exactly. That, um, that I think is the key of the independent media, of podcasting or... In our case, uh, the radio streaming, we don't just want to keep on putting music around because there are other services for streaming uh, music. We want more content around. That's why we're creating uh, little by little shows and podcasting and content to add to the radio. And I would add freedom of speech. Yes, of course. Because uh, if there's no freedom of speech, then you become like the traditional media, which sometimes, not always, but sometimes can be also regulated well and i think that it's always appreciated that these radio stations and well independent media are made for by people who have this passion for for making radio just like you and laura you have been making that radio for a couple of years now so if you still are yeah. doing it and and that's really great we all enjoy it yeah. have, in fact well, it's going to be now Uh, officially mm, 13 years since the first time. No, actually, it, it passed already. It was 17 of March. And many more. <laughs> yeah. 13, lucky 13. Yeah. <laughs> we, should, we should sing happy birthday with um, heavy metal guitars here. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. And uh, I think uh, especially podcasting has a bigger future right now because of that way it can be distributed and be listened on demand. Uh, of course, right now, the regulations cannot let us play the music that you are listening right now live. You are listening live. You were able to listen to all the music that we can play along with it. But still, listening to the podcast itself strips down the music and leaves you with the content, which is actually the main thing we we want to uh, contribute okay anything else something else to say about this no to those who want to say something no yeah. oh yes yes okay say it no I just want to say that I hope that really soon it will um, catch more uh, roots over here and Uh, I think that it's a good way to promote uh, to promote uh, new bands and new projects. Of course, it's a little bit more difficult uh, for them than for uh, projects or bands that are already known. But I think that slowly we will get there. Yes. Uh, anything else, Vlad, about this crowdfunding? No. I yes. Hope, no. I hope it will catch roots, like Tudor said. And I hope we can uh, benefit of this. Mm -hmm. We can make our own uh, crowdfunding project. Uh -huh. And maybe, who knows, uh, it will turn out okay. Yeah. Let's keep our fingers crossed. Yeah. Anna, 
now we lost uh, a little bit the connection but she will be back soon okay so in other short news no. uh, uh, Laura uh, yes I would like to say that if uh, you like a band that is doing a crowdfunding project I encourage you to uh, to support them because they really need that and you have to get involved so even if it's the minimum even if it's one uh, dollar or one euro that you afford you should go for it and you should support the bands you like and uh, their releases yes it's totally. the minimum you can do in yeah. fact uh, m- maybe we should try for next week or maybe during the week we, we we should try to record an interview with a band that already had this experience of crowdfunding that would be a very good idea maybe we can yeah. try to get uh, hella rice on board and yes. and talk to somebody and uh, once we talk with with them maybe they can talk about their experience about crowdfunding And we'll present it in the next podcast. That would be a good idea. Okay. Uh, I think that's all. Uh, Anna is back. Uh, do you have anything else to say about crowdfunding? Well, I hope uh, this will be a new way to uh, realize, to achieve uh, the goals of both bands and radios. And I really hope this is this is the hope for uh-huh. the future. I, I, I really, really would like to see it in the future. Okay. And I think that's the last topic we will talk about today. Uh, let's start to say goodbye. Thank you, Laura, for being today with us. Uh, thank you for listening. Have a nice day. And we will be with you again next week. And because ladies first, also Anna, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Uh, it was great to be here. And I really enjoyed being in this wonderful <laughs> heavy metal community <laughs> here in Dark Mind Radio. Okay, and now that the nice ladies speak, now the ugly guys, uh, Tudor, <laughs> thank you very much. Yeah, thank you for having me here. It was a blast. I enjoyed it a lot. Thank you for listeners um, that uh, listen to us. Uh, see you next time. Don't thank me for calling you ugly, please. No, no, no. That's a compliment. Thank you. Uh, Vlad, thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening. Uh, we're going to hear from you. You're going to hear from us uh, next week. Maybe in the same formation. Maybe even more co-hosts. We'll see. Yes. Maybe we'll co-host uh, one or both cats. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to Synapps. This was the episode number two. And remember to interact with us. Go to Facebook, facebook.com slash darkmanradio. You can go to our website, interact in the chat, darkmanradio.com slash chat. Send us a tweet. Our handle is at darkmanradio. Or send us voicemail. Enter into our website. On the right side, we have a button saying send voicemail. Just click on there and use absolutely any device connected to the internet to send us a message. We will receive it and maybe we will even play it here in the podcast if you want. And... My name is Rafael and I will talk to you next week.